and welcome to the Armored Man Podcast, where we focus on being Christian men, how to grow in our faith and our strengths, our brotherhood, and our community. We are your hosts, Evan and Michael. In this episode, we are going to talk about teenagers and what they are going through today. As men and fathers, how do we guide our teens and our young adult children in this super crazy world? I'd like to introduce today's guest, Victor Barron. Welcome, yeah. Victor. Thank you. Hey, appreciate Victor. it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah, appreciate it. So, so Victor, uh, tell <clears throat> us about you and mm-hmm. and how um, you could relate to this type of topic. Yeah. So, um, growing up in the church, if you will, um, I went to church as a kid, but didn't really have a clear understanding of what it meant to follow Jesus and My parents just dragged me to Sunday church, you know, every Sunday and did my thing. And then we stopped going to church right around. I was about 12 years old. So right around middle school years. And uh, that's where I kind of just drifted off and did my own thing for a few years, you know. And and then it wasn't until I got involved with the ministry in high school where a caring young adult came into my life and showed me how to follow Jesus, but not in a do this or you're going to go to hell type of, um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the normal pastor, like a Baptist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was more so of, Hey, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you and he knows you completely, but he wants you to open yourself up to him. And, and he wants you to have this relationship with you so as long as you open up yourself to him right so yeah. uh it was very interesting very intriguing and i thought man this this like college age person wants to hang out with me i'm in junior high school like i'm an idiot in high school right <laughs> yeah. and just i mean i thought i was too cool for school like did whatever i wanted to do right played sports and all that and i thought why would this person want to hang out with me but he genuinely wanted to get to know me and he wanted to show me who Christ was through his own life. And that really like attracted you. Yeah, to that? it did. Because uh, growing up, I, I, I grew up with two older sisters. So he was like an older brother to me. Right. Oh, okay. And so um, that di- that dynamic, you know, him coming into my life and becoming that older brother that I never had was really cool. And um, my uh, which I'll, we'll talk later, but my, my father wasn't really big into the faith. Right. At yeah. that point, mm-hmm. uh, he he has a lot of stuff going on at that point in life that was going on, too. And um, but what you said you were <clears throat> going to church, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so right. I was going to church and sporadically. I mean, I, I was the type of kid that went to church on, you know, the holidays. Yeah. Easter, Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easter, Christmas. Yeah. All that, you know. So uh, at least I checked off those boxes. So I was good right. with God. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but the thing was, is that uh, uh, th- this guy. um he, uh, this mentor of mine, he said, you know, Jesus really wants you to get to know him. I'm like, well, how do I do that? It's like, well, um, well, one, you, um, believe in what he did for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And two, um, continue, like start following him. And three, get to know him by reading his word, praying and <clears throat> not really like, I mean, doing good works is also good, but you know, showing your faith through your life and your lifestyle, what you say and what you do. Right. And I was like, okay, it was very weird for me to, um, to comprehend that because 
most of my life was just do, do, do all these great things. And then you'll get some sort of reward in return. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody's already done something for me. Right. You know, which is Christ's sacrifice for my behalf. Right. And my sins are on his shoulders on the cross. And all I have to do is say yes to believing in Mm -hmm. what he did for me on the cross. Like that's it. Yeah. Like that's it. And then, and, and it clicked for me whenever I went to this week long camp in Colorado and it was a gorgeous setting. Um, and that's where it really clicked for me because I didn't have my cell phone. Of course, I had a Nokia, which, you know, if, uh, if anybody knows what that is, that's really old, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you had Snake on that game. Um, but That was my jam. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Not that you had service either. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. service. No wi- Wi-Fi was e- wasn't even a thing, y'all. Okay? That's why we had Snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it just clicked for me because I, I didn't have any, any distraction. Uh, not, no one to tell me otherwise, but just me and God talking right and i prayed i said lord i I believe you and i believe what you did for me on the cross uh, and i want to start following you and coming back home i thought it was going to be easier and it wasn't and at at what age uh 17 i was 17 17. yeah sorry yeah so at 17 new believer coming to coming back to high school and people already knew that i had changed my life dramatically my friends did and they knew um that my life was changed because of that week and I wasn't as loud or rambunctious as I was before. Um, but more timid, not, not in like, not in a bad way, but just not so crazy, like a crazy high school kid. Right. And, um, you know, it was kind of intimidating coming back to proclaim my faith and share my faith with other people and people that are my age. But I knew that if I want others to see who Christ was, then they would probably have to see it through me and my actions and my right. words, right? Right, sure. And in my lifestyle. And as a high school kid, I messed up a lot, you know, especially my senior year. I was just being dumb, also trying to live this double life. But I realized that that wasn't the right way for me to live. And <clears throat> it took some time for me to realize that. Went off to college, um, played, um, played high school, uh, excuse me, played college football for a, a semester at a, another college. And uh, it was fun. Had a lot of great great memories of it, but it just wasn't for me. I knew that God wanted me to do something more with my life than just play football and try to get a degree. So, um, which, um, came back, became a leader, a volunteer leader in that ministry that I was, that I was involved in as a high school mm-hmm. kid. And I started leading kids as well. I did that for three years. And then, um, along the way, um, met my now wife while I was in school trying to figure out life as well. And in the midst of that, um, I sensed that I needed to do something different with my life. So I stepped down from ministry and concentrated on joining the military. So I did that, uh, joined the, uh, the Air Force. I was in it for eight years as a reservist. And I um, uh, did that for eight years, like I said. And um, along that time, we moved to San Antonio. Like also, Well, we got married. Three weeks after that, um, we... Or actually, three weeks after we got married, I left for, for basic training, which was pretty rough after you get married. So I was gone for like yeah. the first six months of my marriage, which is not a great idea. So don't <laughs> don't ever do that, right? <clears throat> pro so, tips. <clears throat> pro tips, yeah. Um, but uh, came back after all that and then went to school. I was a volunteer youth pastor working a part-time job somewhere else and doing the military and trying to go to school all at once, right? Wow, yeah. So. People who say they can't multitask, 
they can. I'm the worst multitasker, so, and I got it done, you know. And then along the way, this ministry started calling up, and they started coming back to mind, like, man, maybe I want to do this full time. Maybe that's what I, what I ought to do. Prayed about it, talked about it with my wife, and then uh, we both said yes to pursuing that as a as a career. And along that route, along excuse me, along that down that road, we found out we had a um, we we're gonna have a kid. Uh, our first baby girl was born on in May of 2014, and a few months after that, we moved back down from San Antonio to South Texas, uh, where I did ministry there for six years. And in 2017, we brought in another baby girl on April 2017, and then uh, we sensed also that we needed to get out of that town. One because we were trying to get closer to. My wife's family, because uh, my wife's mom was uh, dealing with some sickness as well, and, and mm-hmm. so we needed to be closer to her, and we couldn't find a place that was midway. Then we finally landed in a place called Huddle, Texas, and I thought, there's no way I'm ever going to... What's out here? Yeah, Nothing. like <laughs> hippos and orange, what is this, right? Yeah. This, this is just weird, right? Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. took the tour of the town and instantly fell in love with it, fell in love with the community and also the hippos. <laughs> and uh, and we moved in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, so I signed a I signed the contract to accept this job in March. A few days later, um, you know, mid March, you know, the world ended. So we yeah. moved up here in June of 2020. And then I've been here for we have been here for almost three years. And along that, I have learned so much about my faith and myself and who Christ is. And um, during that time of the, the pandemic year of 2020 um, was the first time that I've ever have read the Bible front to back. And <laughs> yeah, so a, 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 a believer who, who has been walking with Christ for, you know, 15 years, something like that, you know, mm-hmm. since 2004. Yeah. And I finally started to read the Bible like front to back. I was only concentrating on New Testament which not a good idea. You should you should really read the Old Testament to get an understanding of, of yeah, why yeah. we should read the New Testament, you know. And that was a great year for me to grow just spiritually, mentally, um, and um Well, I have to admit too, like I have not read the Bible front to back. Yeah. I mean I, I, I do books here and there. Mm-hmm. I, I I go back to the old testament to the New Testament. Yeah. And I do other research, but I never read just sitting down the cover to cover. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's really cool that, that, well, I encourage people to do that because in order to believe who Jesus is and what he has done in the new Testament, you really got to read the old Testament, understand it, you know? And, um, it's one story leading to who Jesus is. Right. And, um, which I took that from another, company so don't sue me okay um but uh but, no, yeah. but it's true That's yeah true. it is yeah. true yeah it's it is a it's one story leading to one person yeah and every chapter almost every chapter every book in the bible leads to him to yep. jesus and now that we are here in huddo um it has been a great year uh for us so far not just as as a ministry but also with our family dynamic um and we feel like we are in a very good spot, both yeah. in our marriage and also spiritually as well. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. amazing. Thank you. So, so the ministry that you are in, mm-hmm. 
they focus on teenagers specifically you know that the 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 high school Mm -hmm. kids what kind of things are that are they going through i mean with with pandemic Mm -hmm. with social media with all these things now they got tremendous weight on their shoulders Mm -hmm. but what what do they deal with right on a constant basis so the one thing that i saw and still see to this day during the pandemic post pandemic because you know um we I have seen kids struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. That's um, on the rise. Yeah, it is. It is on the rise because they were alone for that long period of time. They couldn't mm-hmm. see anybody. They couldn't interact with anybody. So when all you have is a screen to be your babysitter or your person to cope with, you're left feeling alone and most people feel depressed, you know? And I also have noticed that um, anxiety is a big thing as well, too, within um, within adolescence, you know, from ages 12 to 17, but mainly high school age from 14 to 18, you see a lot of kids deal with depression or excuse me, um, um, anxiety because, um, they fear of the unknown or or the unexpected, or they uh, are anxious about what's, what may happen next, what may not happen next. And another thing that, um, like another thing that is, um, very sad but also suicide is another thing that's yeah. that's that has been that has happened. Um, I mean, not that recently uh, there was a kid who took their own life, you know, and is only a middle schooler. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. I mean, it shook our our entire community, and it's just crazy to think um, that somebody that young would do that, you know. Yeah, and I mean, e- yeah, and, and and even the presence of social media too. Social media and also cyberbullying go hand in hand too, um, because, um, well, I would say social media, cyberbullying, depression, anxiety all co- like coincide together. Right. Because that's where you get FOMO, like fear of missing out. Yeah. You know, and you also get um, cyberbullying that happens whenever um, somebody posts something on any type of platform, and then they're just badgered. And badgered and with right. rude comments, right? And that makes that person feel inadequate and very little mm-hmm. and inferior. And they crawl into a hole and then they feel depressed. And then they have nobody to talk to as well, which, you know, people or kids who deal with anxiety feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. Right. And it's all a mental thing to them. They have nobody to talk to, they don't know how to deal with it. And that's where our ministry, the ministry that I'm a part of, steps in and helps kids along the way where we get to earn the right to be heard by these kids. And we get to um, build um, a bridge of friendship with them based on trust. And whenever we become the consistent thing or person in their lives, then they get to open up about what they're dealing with. Now, we're not licensed, you know, um, you know, mental um, doctors or anything like that. But what we do provide is a space for kids to open up and share what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And some kids will just unload on you for hours. Yeah, some kids need that. Yeah, some right? kids yeah. need that, right? Yeah. And and, um, and truth be told, whenever I took uh, a kid to camp uh, at a camp in Colorado, um, uh, that week for him, he said, this is probably the most helpful and therapeutic week for me in my entire life 
because he was not around family that was based full of drama and two he, he he didn't have a phone so that takes away the social media and not saying that he was involved in any type of bullying but it's it's pretty prevalent nowadays yeah. you know yeah and also being able to talk and sit down and flesh out the things that he's thinking that he's processing about the cross about his life about the resurrection ascension the life and death of jesus christ right and whenever kids have that caring adult in their lives and that actually cares about them and will listen and sit down and have a conversation with them and not talk at them but talk with them and that's what kids need the most is that they need right. someone to talk they need someone to talk with somebody they need somebody to hear them right so so two things that that you said um one that these kids feel alone mm-hmm. feel like they they don't have someone to talk to right and then um two with with this person that you, you said earlier that they weren't in a healthy uh family mm-hmm. there yeah do you, do you think that a lot of kids deal with that that they don't they can't come to their parents and, and talk to them or maybe they're in a single family mm-hmm. or single single parent yeah. household yeah um do you think that's pretty common you think that's y- yes really it on? is um most kids will have this sense that they can't go to their parents because parents may judge them parents will ridicule them mm-hmm. belittle them and they will get mad at them get frustrated with them because most parents want their kids to strive in excellence and they want to they want them to be successful right and any type of hiccup that may happen it goes awry um and it doesn't go according to plan so they say oh something with something's wrong with with you right, right. instead of coming instead of the kid telling their parent what's going on and the parent the parent ought to react <coughs> the parent's reaction should be okay well let's 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 sit down and talk about what's going on here you know right. and most kids will get their their solution from everyone else except from the parent because they feel that their parents are going to be so harsh and they feel that their parents are going to judge them the the harshest yeah and especially from parents especially from families that um, are a single parent home where a lot of the weight is on that one parent, whether it's a mom or a dad. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the kids may feel, um, they may feel um, almost guilty to, to even talk to their, to that mom or dad. Right. And give them another problem to solve whenever that parent is trying to solve the problem of feeding them, paying the bills and even filling up your gas tank nowadays. Right. So, I mean, it's, it is, it is really hard for kids to open up to parents because of all these things that are going on. But truth be told, um, parents really do want to know what's going on in the kids' lives, Mm -hmm. but kids or parents nowadays, maybe I could be wrong. Some parents may look busy but really they're not um mm. most some parents may not have the social skills to talk to a kid who's in high school um because they don't want to relive their old memories of high school right right 
or maybe they're trying to figure out the right path, you know, wow. of how to how to choose right and wrong. And it's I mean, you don't have to be um, a rocket scientist about this. It's just simply sitting down and opening up about your trying life. To figure it out. Yeah. 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 Try try to figure it out together instead of saying, well, here's a solution. Go do it. Right. right. And where, uh, you know, kids do want a solution, but they want someone to listen to them. Yeah, right. I, I remember going to my home after school and I had homework and my parents were always like get on to me about this stuff. I never was really good in high school anyway. Um, but one day they just got so mad. They're like, no, pull out your homework and we're going to do it right here, right now. I'm like, you know what? Fine, fine. Pulled it out. It, it was all science. I forgot what, what class that was, but mm-hmm. it, I knew it was, it was science. And I pulled out my textbook. I got all this homework and they were trying to read it. And they, they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And they were getting mad at me because I didn't know. Right. Because supposedly right. maybe I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, I just don't understand. But they were trying yeah. to help you. Yeah. And they were yeah. trying to help me. <laughs> and, and they just like closed the book and like, you just go and you, you need to stay after school because yeah. you're not getting it. You need, to go, like, you need to go talk to your teacher about this. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. out of my way. And so maybe, maybe that hurt his pride, you know. My stepfather, maybe it hurt his, his pride not knowing the answers and maybe he's getting mad at me. And now I feel like I should, I can't come to them with questions about any type of homework that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, watching the news. There was, it was a, a thing when I was a young kid where my parents would always watch the news in the evening and I would ask questions. Well, they would tell me to shut up and go to my room if I kept asking questions. Right. And say, well, now I can't even ask any questions. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to hear the TV, you know. That's that's the, the the culture in my house. It's like don't ask any questions. Right. Um, my my kids are scared to ask me. Uh, I'll admit straight out, but not for those reasons. They because I like yes, let's do this, and I make them teach me how their teacher taught them, and then I try mm-hmm. to find holes and like mm-hmm. <laughs> try to teach them how I did it, and then mm-hmm. we come together and yeah. figure out the problem, and then right. I end up talking to their teacher like, mm-hmm. how come you're doing it this way? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make it a big thing. <laughs> so I, I just mean, wanted to know what two plus two was, Dad. Right. <laughs> but there's a hole in this solution, right? Here. Uh, right. <gasps> it could be five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that, like, at least with my my household, I couldn't come to them about homework. Why should I ask them about life right. or, or or anything mm-hmm. like that? Because mm-hmm. now it's like this toxic thing that they might not know the answer and they're going to hurt their pride and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And instead we need to be like, no, let's, let's figure it out together. What right. does this person say? What does the textbook say mm-hmm. from what this, I think this, you know, stuff like that. I mean, then it's like, okay, you're trying here and I could respect that as a kid. You don't yeah. like initially think that, right. But that's a, it's a, it's a subconscious thing mm-hmm. that they're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm glad this was a good experience. Not you yelling at me. For anything right so mm-hmm. maybe um like i said single parent homes mm-hmm. uh, i know that's a, a pretty common thing maybe mm-hmm. parents are saying that they're too busy i mean if you're a single parent yeah i'm sure you you're very busy right um mm-hmm. but even if you have both parents in the home mm-hmm. maybe they like you said they act busy um mm-hmm. or maybe they say hey i'm, I'm trying to wind down Right. And hey, not, not to talk, I'm, I'm trying to wind down. Mm-hmm. It could last for like hours because right. TV's stressful. You're not going to mm-hmm. relax on 
TV. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh yeah. I see that too. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, I think when it comes to kids coming to their parents and parents acting like they're busy, um, something that I try to do with my own kids and they're young, you know, you know, and, um, what I try to do is like, I, I unwind, but not for like hours. It's more so of, Hey, I'm going to unwind for an hour. Right. But at the same time, I'm going to give you my attention, kid, you know. Um, And then after that, we try to do things together. That way my kids can know that my dad is spending time with me and I'm getting the attention that I need right now. Right. And um, because they need attention. They do. I mean, that's the whole point why they're getting on social media. Right. Yeah. They they want the attention. They want the popularity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your parents are, are, are giving you attention. I was that playing. Uh, I was playing a podcast for him earlier from some streamers that I watch because I'm into video games and all that good stuff too. Right. So I relate to my kids very, very easily. Like mm-hmm. when I'm unwinding and spending time, it's usually with them playing the same games that they enjoy and all yeah. that good stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, but like I was playing uh, this podcast for him. You know, these streamers are my age. Uh, they <clears throat> work in the field that I work in and all that good stuff, and they do the things that I do and. Uh, they were talking about parenting very recently and mm-hmm. they, they broke it down that like if your kid comes up to you and asks for your, your time or, or wants to do something with mm-hmm. you, the answer is always yes. It's unequivocally always yes. Yes. Uh, period. Like, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you go buy an iPad for them if they want an iPad or if they want a new computer or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. But if they're trying to come to you and share your attention, like they, they want to make a memory with you, mm-hmm. the answer is yes. It doesn't matter if you're doing the dishes. It doesn't matter if you're out in the garage putting some shelf together or whatever. Right. Like, yes, go, go throw the ball with them. Go learn kickboxing like mm-hmm. if you can afford to do all these extra things with them do it with them they're right. they're trying to make memories with mm-hmm. you and you're going to regret not doing it because if it, that, that's that's so common any of us do on on a on a weekly basis daily basis yeah. is that we 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 find so-called work it's like hey this is what i want to do and you do this but if you do that every day and you mm-hmm. say no to them constantly you're you're missing out a huge part of their life mm-hmm. and now they don't want to come to you and ask you because yeah. they know that they're going to get a no. Right. So in, in Deuteronomy 6, it actually tells us to spend time with our kids to teach. Um, it says in verse 6, you shall teach them, talking to the kids. God is talking to the Israelites to talk to the kids. You should teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit down in the house, when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise that is like your whole day yeah <laughs> Pretty yeah much and mm-hmm. it is, it, it's hard to do when we have jobs mm-hmm. but we need to try to eat breakfast with them to have dinner with them to ask them how their day is right or they're gonna go to social media mm-hmm. and they're gonna get it there right and speaking of that you know the rise of social media has grown exponentially right i mean I mean, findings that that we have here, more than 40% of Instagram users are 22 years old and younger with about 22 million teens logging onto the site each day. And it's only expanding the base of younger users and is vital to the company's growth. That means more kids that are logging on that are younger than 22 
you know, could be 12, 10. And that's going to expand the company's growth, right? And teams who struggle with mental health say that Instagram makes it worse, but they are, but that they feel compelled to spend time on the app for fear of missing out, FOMO, you know, out on cultural and social trends too, right? And also, like, the features that Instagram identifies as the most harmful to teens appear to be the platform's core, such as the pressure to look perfect, only to share the best moments, and the internet uh, algorithms that govern the explore, quote-unquote, page, sending users to increasingly harmful content. Mm. And social comparisons are worse on Instagram than other popular social media sites with teens such as TikTok and Snapchat. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. that's terrifying to think about, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're trying to get the best moment of your life captured so you can send it to all your friends. Yeah. And, and in reality, you're over here tr- like... 15, 20 minutes trying to get this perfect thing. And right. It's just not going to work. Right. Like now you're not even engaged with your friends. Right. Yeah. I, I'll, 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 I'll say I, I hate social media so much with a passion. Like I, I want nothing to do. That's with right. It. You're not like, even on social media. No, I have accounts. Like the only reason I'm active on Facebook is because my wife posts me in things. <laughs> <laughs> like she'll tag me and stuff. That's it. I, yeah. I want nothing to do with it. And mm-hmm. I ran social media for a long time for a company and like, I don't, I don't care about it. Um, and, yeah. and that's, that's the real reason why, because I gave up a large portion of my time and mm-hmm. a large portion of my life when it was coming out mm-hmm. and it sucked so much time. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. really good. It was it. awful and nothing came good of it. Right. And like the TikTok is what really pushed me over the top. Right. So mm-hmm. I get on TikTok and it ain't nothing but, you know, girls wearing less and less. And yeah. I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm saying that for what it is now, like that's, awful right, for them yeah. uh and then like like you were saying with the the instagram stuff like i i get it i i get posting cool pictures and all right. that stuff and you want to make it awesome mm-hmm. but then you're also getting to that like explore page and you're seeing stuff like cardi b and the the shakiras mm-hmm. and all these you know celebrities being active and i don't get me wrong i love me some cardi b but as an adult i can love me some cardi b and yeah. be okay like right. that's not for kids right exactly. but the kids are the ones seeing it yeah and mm-hmm. they're trying to compare themselves and do what they're doing and all that good mm-hmm. stuff and that's why it's bad right that is super super harmful and it's gotta stop mm-hmm. uh, but it's not going to yeah and even with with the with all these platforms that we have now, um, the fear of missing out creates anxiety mm-hmm. for mm. kids. They feel, well, if I'm not doing that, if I'm not doing this, if I don't look this way, then no one is going to like me. Right. Um, and it's hard for kids to turn off anxiety in their mind because they're always on, they're always right. worrying about something. Right. Um, they may feel insecure, or frequently seek assurance while others may be self-conscious or self-doubting, overly concerned about meeting others' people's expectations. And some of those expectations are mm. far high and wide. Yeah, right? way too high. Way too yeah. high, right? And what? And so what, I, what, what I'm bringing to the table now is, you know, hopefully maybe a solution to that, and that's, you know, going to the Bible, right, as a source. Because even in our times of anxiety, or feeling that there's no place for us to run, we can run to Jesus. And um, Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love two words out of this. Obviously anxious, because we're talking about anxiety, but also peace. Peace in the Hebrew language means shalom, which is, you know, you know also, it also means completeness or wholeness, right? And for a kid to feel complete and whole in their lives, they have to do something, right? They got to feel they, they got to be a part of something and then their lives will be made complete, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the Hebrew text, what it means is think of like a perfect stone, you know, that's un, unmarked, unchipped. It is perfectly made stone, right? That's a shalom piece of stone, right? But if you remove that piece from like, let's say a wall, then that wall is incomplete, right? right? Well, the thing that kids don't realize is that the shalom that they're missing is the one piece in their lives that only Jesus can fill, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's something that I try, I try to tell kids all the time, but in, in a different way. And that is the peace that you're missing from your life is Jesus to be completely whole and to, to be fully known and fully loved. Jesus can only do that for you. Right. Not right. Instagram, not TikTok. Cause they're going to, they're mm. going to try to search for it though. They're going to be like, man, I need that next iPhone. I need right. these next shoes. I need, it's always like the brand new thing. I need to do this. Right. But why? It's it's a. I need to know thing. what X person said so I can be able to talk about it tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's right. it's, it's always so material. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is, is not material, right? Yeah, that's that's something that's eternal. Yeah, that's something that's uh, only comes from Him. Yeah, and so how do these kids are are missing this point? Mm-hmm. Why are they missing the fact that Jesus will fill that hole? They're missing the point because there's not enough caring adults to tell them about that. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, I think it's the, the parents aren't sitting down with them and actually teaching them. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. I'm over here on the phone, and my, my, my daughter's actually crawling now, and maybe even starting to stand and almost walk, and I'm over here on my phone, like, oh, I kind of see you. You know, you're good. Right. I'm on my phone. I'm already creating this habit for me in the future mm-hmm. when she's actually going to start talking to me. I'm like, eh, you know. By the yeah. way, if you take those photos and post them and all that good stuff, you'll get constant memories like every single year of all the cool stuff that your kids were doing. But just wink, wink, pro tip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. But I'm, I'm missing the moment at the time. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, pay attention to your kids so you can take the picture right. so that you can see all the memories. My wife's over forward, here like, doing all that stuff and I'm over here like, yeah. oh, I'm glad you guys are, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I'm already creating this really toxic yeah. habit just, just mm-hmm. for future. Yeah. And, and, and I can see that with uh, the teenagers now. All mm-hmm. these, all these parents are, are saying they're too busy with their careers or, I mean, who knows, you know, their excuses. Right. But, they're not sitting down with their kids and teaching them Jesus because maybe they don't have Jesus. Right. Yeah. And um, truth be told, whenever a kid comes to know the Lord through the ministry, um, they come back home and they tell their parents about their experience, right? And how they've accepted Jesus into their lives. And what we try to do is that we try to have a conversation with the parents too and say this, this, this is their decision that they made. It wasn't coerced or anything like that. It's something that they truly believe in and something that something that we said, which comes directly from the Bible, and nothing that we say, can, or do will twist the kid's arm into believing, believing in Jesus is only by what this says and how he's worked in and through our lives. Right. And because of our example, because our lifestyle, 
um, your son or daughter has decided to follow Jesus. And, and truth be told, sometimes uh, we get some of our high school friends to show up to church with us and they bring along their parents too. And that's the first time they've probably been to church either ever or in a very long time. Well, yeah. I've, at our church, there's, I know at least two students who get dropped off by their parents and then get picked up by their parents. Like they only go to the church. Their parents just drop them off. Insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Why don't you like go there with your kid? Make right. Sure, you know? And yeah, we, we make it a point um, to go to church every Sunday, not because we're checking off a box, but because it's that important to us. Yeah. You yeah. know, if we want to serve the Lord and if we want um, to have that piece of our lives fulfilled by him, then know the place to do that than the local church, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that we try to do and say and teach our kids as well, not just our, our own kids, but also the kids that we run with, right, is that we want you to follow Jesus, not just in the time that you're in high school, but all throughout your life. And one way to right. do that is to find community in the local church. And even if you go to a college, go on that college ministry, you know, make sure there's sound teaching in that um, college ministry. Then you go off to become a young adult, get involved in the church wherever you're at, because some kids will fall away from the church if they don't have that sense of direction. Right, right, right. They need to be rooted in. Yeah, it. they they have to right, and um, mo most kids will follow Jesus if they have community with them. Right. They can't. They Keep can't do that alone. Yeah. Keep them accountable. Exactly. And Keep them accountable. Have a relationship with yeah. them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that and that's something that, you know, we as men gotta do as well. Like if we're gonna continue to follow Jesus, we got to spur one another on right. and continue to keep keep each other accountable. But also, um, ask some of the hard questions too, right? I mean, ask each other, Hey, how's it going with your walk? Um, what are you learning? Um, mm -hmm. is there anything that maybe you need you need prayer for? And, and you can confide in one another too. And, and relating back to what we, what I do, some kids feel that they can't do that, that they can't really open up about. So what, what are the kind of questions that they, they're, they're at or wanting to ask really, mm -hmm. and, and no one's really there to, to answer. Right, what, right. What's something that they want to ask and that would actually help them go back to Jesus? Yeah. So, um, a lot of times we get, um, you know, the typical question, why do good things happen to bad people? And mm -hmm. why do that's a pretty common Yeah, yeah. bad things happen to good people, right? And the answer that we tell or I tell the kids that I am ministering to and, and discipling is that, well, the simple answer is sin. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that we can do about that, um, because we are the ones that allow that to happen in our world. It's free will. Yeah, it yeah. is free will. Yes, absolutely. And it started with in the garden. You know, Adam and Eve had a, they had a choice and that's free will right there. And they chose to do something other than follow God's will. Right. And then that's what happened. Right. Um, another typical question that we get is, <clears throat> you know, um, another like, um, apologetic question is, did God really make the world in legit six days? You know? Oh, so that is a pretty, yeah, pretty common question. It is. Okay. It yeah. is. It, it is a pretty cool common question that we get to. Yeah. So how would you answer that? Because I have a, 
I have a pretty loaded scientific answer to that. Yeah, I know, I know, but I got a lot of opinions too. But like, what? Yeah, what do you say? So, what what I point to is um, there's a verse in First Peter, and I I have to look it up again. But you know, it says a day to the Lord is a thousand years. You know, yeah. and if we look back at the chronological order of of the of the creation story, you know, day one. Could it be a thousand years? I don't know, right? Yeah, but um, making assumptions science, at yeah. this point. Scientifically, we couldn't tell. Yeah, right? exactly. There was no sun. There right. was no light at that mm-hmm. point. Right. So, so there was no verse, time verse in our world. Mm-hmm. So a thousand years. I mean, even a thousand years to us would be like infinite because there was no sun exactly. for time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, six. Six yeah. God days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six God days, whatever that is, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a- another question that, you know, we, that we tend to get is um, how does God decide who goes to heaven, who goes to hell? Mm. You know, um, even if I sort of go to church or if I say this prayer or if maybe this person in Tanzania who knows nothing about Jesus, knows nothing about God and they die what happens to that person right it's, al- it's almost i could kind of relate that to like i could be a good person and go go to heaven right mm-hmm. i kind of see that also being a question right but but the thing that i tell kids is well just because you live in a garage doesn't make you a car does it and just because mm-hmm. you go to church doesn't make you a christian wow yeah you know so um one thing that i go to <coughs> excuse me for the answer for that is um is in Romans uh chapter one. I think it's in verse uh uh twenty. First it says for his uh invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, they have have clearly have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So People who, who live in third world countries can look at the world and ask who made this or what made this, right? And they can ponder and wonder that question, right? And, you know, hopefully they find Jesus along the way, right? Yeah. But for us, you know, we live in, in a, you know, not so, you know, run down part of the earth where we do have. Well, you, you have the Bible right on your phone. Yeah, you exactly. Access to it like <laughs> yeah. immediately. Exactly. But even then, like even then, some some kids want to know the absolute truth that what this thing says right here in my hand is the absolute truth, right? And the one thing that I tell kids is that well, scripture tells us that it goes against God's character to lie. Right. He can't. Like he he cannot lie, right? And even I think it's in Titus in the first chapter, if you don't mind me. Looking that up right quick. Well, if 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 he can lie, then he is not God. Right. Then he can lie whenever he wants, mm-hmm. and that does not make any sense. Right. Sorry. And an all loving God too. Right. If you believe a God who is is all loving, how can an all loving God lie? Right. Right. And and it goes completely against his character and his yep. nature. Right. And so it says here in Titus chapter one. It says, um, Apollo, servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness 
in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. So all that to say, it goes against God's character to lie. And so if God cannot lie and if what we get out of this book that is, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit and that it is God breathed by him, you know, inspired by the spirit that man wrote these words down that I mean, they're they're actually getting an insight of who God's heart is, of what God's heart is like. And this is his love story to us. And I tell kids this exact verse too, like God can't lie to you. If he did, then he would cease to be God. Right. 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 Because God is a holy, just, perfect God. Right. right? And if he's anything opposite of that, then he's not God. He can't be God. He yeah. can't be God. He cannot be not God. Not even just opposite, but off. Like, off. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's not exact. <laughs> right. 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 Then he isn't who he says he is. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm a father and I don't know the Bible mm-hmm. like that. And I have a child who has these questions. Mm-hmm. How do I help them with that, with those questions? Man, that's a good question. And I think, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that um, parents could do, um, if there's a church nearby, like in Hutto, where you can find a church on every block, you know, um, you can call or, um, search these answers for yourself, but I would definitely call a pastor first. But if that kid has a Bible and they have these questions, um, they can certainly reach out to any youth minister, youth pastor who does this for a living like I do, but they may not know that we even exist. Right. So, um, Google's not always your friend, just so you know that, you know? Um, and when it comes to topics like, you know, Wait a second. Did you just say what I think? Did you just say everything on the internet isn't true? That's correct. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, y'all. Okay. Um, unless it comes from a .org, .edu, .gov, even sometimes .gov. You know, no. Still up in the air, right? Uh, I, I can yeah. buy. I can go out and buy .orgs right now. Like, you, yeah. you can't trust that stuff either. And that's no. true okay. too. But. Um, <laughs> If, gov is heavily regulated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Dot org isn't. Um, even edu at, at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the parent can definitely call a church, and they don't have to feel like they gotta have all the answers, especially when it comes to spiritual formation, which that's a totally different topic that we'll may not even dive into, right? But parents can actually call a church and ask for a pastor, and they can come with that to that pastor for those questions and seek those answers. Right. Because maybe that kid is on the verge of starting to believe who Jesus is and the parent may not may not, may not be equipped. And parents, it's OK to not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers for my kids or even for right. my wife. But so what do you say then? <clears throat> what do I say? Yeah. What do you say when if you don't have the answer and, and to their question that they're asking? I, I, w- I would tell them, you know, it's a very good question. I'm going to try to find the answer. And when I do. We're going to talk about this later. So then you actively yeah. try, to, try to look for Right. Their... Because one, it sharpens me as a person, sharpens my mind. Mm-hmm. But also two, I can follow up with my kid or whichever kid 
and they can say, oh, like he actually took the time and looked up this answer. Yeah, it's like, oh, he, he actually listened to me. Yeah. And then he actually cared about my question. Mm-hmm. I, I challenge that. I challenge that. Why Why do you have to go back to him? Why not look it up together? Oh. Uh, I, it really depends, I, I think, on I'm, the, I'm on in the this scenario. Parent, I'm in this parenting mood. To, right. Uh, like, after that the whole, like, don't say no to your kids kind of thing. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> why not get off your butt and... I, I think it really depends on the scenario <laughs> if it's like right before bed or if it's right. a really theological question. Mm. And, and especially if you don't know, you don't know where to go. Right. Um, right. So so what do you do? A, a lot of times I do do Google. I mm. do do Google. But I go on Google and I you said, said do do. <laughs> Why did I say that so bad? <laughs> I, I, every, almost every time I, I do some type of study, yeah. I always do Bible verse and say the whole entire sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, it will pop up. You're right. It's right. crazy how that right. works. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that's one thing. If I really want something quick, then I f- if I see, oh, it's in this chapter in this book, I go read the whole entire book. Right. Make sure, like, I have everything in the context. I know the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that takes a lot of time. Like, some of my studies are, like, three hours <clears throat> long. Right. But why not do that with the kids? They got to learn how to do this stuff, too. That's true. But if you got a four-year-old... Their their attention span is right. not really there, mm-hmm. and they're always asking more and more questions. You're mm-hmm. like, let me let me just answer to the first one. I mean, <laughs> right? It, but yeah. With so that your, said, so the four year old's not going to get the theological in depth conversation mm-hmm. answer, are they? I don't know. I don't have a four year old. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. But, y- y'all have older kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so my eight year old before bed, she asked me some really interesting questions about you know theology oh there you go (laughs) hello (laughs) and um like one question was dad um couldn't adam and eve not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil i said yeah like they they couldn't have but why'd they do it well they chose to do that well do you think that if they hadn't that we would still be in a perfect world. I said, absolutely we would. She said, well, then why'd they do it? Like, that's stupid. I was like, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and, and this yeah. is my eight year old who's, you know, she's super smart for her age. Right. I mean, she asked some really great questions, some singers. I'm like, Ooh, that's a great question. And it's like eight 30 at night. I'm like, yeah. dude, you need to go to bed. Okay. Right. Well, it'll make you start thinking. Yeah. And then and well, now you're not sleeping because now yeah. you got these like scenarios going in your head. Right. You in a did, perfect world. You mm-hmm. done did made me think like if, forever. if yeah. they didn't and they had kids, right? Let, let's say that. And then one of their kids ate it. Would they get banned too or banished from the garden? Would the garden still exist with a whole other separate race of humans that are perfect and closer yeah. to God? And then the, mm. the, the ones that are kicked out. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They said multiply and fill the earth. So obviously they're going to have to be outside the, right. the garden there. But yeah, yeah, there's some some crazy uh, questions that you'll sit there and be like, huh, let me let me think about all these different scenarios. Kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like for, for a father who, who doesn't have all the answers, mm-hmm. at least try to to find it. Right. With them. Without them, if yeah. you do it without them, mm-hmm. go back to them. Mm-hmm. Go back to them with, hey, I, I've done some research and this is what uh, I, I can come up with. This is what I've seen. Right. And so, yeah. I think maybe for younger kids, 
you can go back to them and tell them. Mm-hmm. But with like with teenagers, yeah, it would be a great opportunity to look up the the answer together, right? Right. You know, if they're older than like see that thinking process, right? Like, oh yeah, okay, right. Well, this said this, and then right. Yeah. So you can like eliminate what you know to be true, or you excuse me, you 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 can you can eliminate what you know to be false, and then you look at the things that are true. Like, well, does this align with what Scripture says? Right. Does this align with what you know, um, God, God says and what I believe, right. You know, which, you know, not everyone is perfect and not everyone has the best, you know, theology. Right. But when it comes to being in line with scripture, um, that's one thing I go to is this, is that if this is in line with scripture, then I'm going to, then I, I'm going to like follow that. I'm going to abide in that. Right. Then make up my own conclusion to that. Right. And so let's say if me and kid are talking about, you know, Let's say like God got lying. Like, well, there's a couple of verses in the Bible that where it says God doesn't lie. Like, well, if he is like, just like we talked about, if, if he's, if he is God, then he can't lie. But if he does lie, then he's not God. Right. Then he's the opposite of God. Right? right. You know? So then we can, we can draw to the conclusion that God is a holy, perfect God who keeps his promises. And even in, you know, the book of John where Jesus tells his, his disciples that, you know, there are many rooms in his mansion mm-hmm. and that he's going to fill them with his disciples and with other people in the world. Right. Yeah. And that's a promise that he's going to keep, you know, right. to the end of the age until the new Jerusalem happens. Right. And, and if he's the son of God and if he's a part of the Trinity, then he doesn't lie either. You right. know? Yeah. 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 So, so, so with these questions that these kids ask, mm-hmm. you know, why, why, do bad things happen to good people mm-hmm. and, and some of these questions you do you see them coming to christ after giving them answers um sometimes they do um nowadays um well let me say this the internet has really put a damper on a lot of things because instant gratification is one of the number one things that kids need kids want is that i need instant i need an instant answer now and if you can't give it to me then you're not you're not a reliable source right but if we give kids these answers uh, that are in line with scripture, then it starts to make sense to them, but they're still skeptical. Like, like they see me and say, okay, like you fo- you follow Jesus, which is awesome. You have great knowledge of the Bible, which is cool. I can learn from you, but I don't know if what you believe is what I want to believe. And that's what we call, you know, um, um, not absolute truth, but a, um, 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 relative truth. It's relative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's relative to me. Like it's truth for me, but it's not truth for, right. for it's not objective truth, but subjective. Yeah. So it could happen to anybody. Right. Anyone has their own truth. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and because of all the things that are happening in the world, all the bad things, um, most kids do not see the good in the world. Right. And they still come back and say, well, that's great, but, I mean, look at all this bad stuff that's going on. Yeah. Like, how can how can you say that God is good and perfect when all this crap is going on? It's like, well, we got to go back to the fall of man, you know, and it just repeats itself over and over again, right? And, but some kids do come to know Christ. Um, very recently, we I took, you know, we took a group of kids to a camp not that long ago, and this kid was really into um, the universe and mysticism. And really into that, like being one with the universe, right? 
and that the universe is its own energy source, right? And we were talking with another person and that person said, so if you say that the, if the universe is its own energy source and you get your energy, you, you get energy from the, from the universe. Let's say you get your energy from Jupiter. If Jupiter were to cease to exist today, then where would you get your energy source from? You know, yeah. and that question blew this kid's mind. Like he thought, <laughs> oh, <laughs> how old was he? He was 17. 17. Yeah, 17. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's like, dude, I never thought of it that way. And he said, and and we continued this conversation and we and, and we said, dude, you got to realize that um, the, you know, mysticism and being like being one with the universe and you you trying to keep positive energy in your life, those kind of people will turn negative people away. Right. Right. They're all about themselves. Whereas Christianity, we're trying to invite the negativity, the, the negative people into our lives and say, hey, come with me with your baggage and let's figure this out together. Yeah. Because the one person who you can unload your stuff on is to Jesus because his, his shoulders are wide enough and they're broad enough right. because he carried the cross for you. Yep. You yeah. didn't have to do that for yourself. And because of that, he came to know the Lord, mm. you know, and. Like that's we had awesome. a, yeah, we had a, that's a very unique way to come to the Lord is about right. talking about the universe and energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, huh. we, we still talk and he still has his like ups and downs with it too, but I keep encouraging him to find the truth, Yeah. you know, and the right. truth is only found in Jesus. Right. And, and that's, that's one thing I, I keep saying with all the conversations I've been having too. You could study the Bible hard. You could try to find all the research you can. You're not going to find a flaw in it. Right. You're not going to find, oh, well, this event didn't happen. It's like, no, that event did happen, and we could prove it, mm-hmm. that it happened. So put it to the test. Put it in the fire. Is this really true? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've been talking to Mormons, and their book, you can't do that. But the Bible, you could say this history actually happened. Yeah. Secular history goes with this. Mm-hmm. So, so it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. You can actually put it to the test. Yeah. And, and it will come out true. And that's funny that you say that because I had a conversation with some kids at Whataburger at like 930 night, just about that exact same thing. Yeah. Like how you can take the hit, the historical events of the Bible and you look them up on Google and they're there. That's what I, that's and, what I do. Yeah. And they, and, and, and I tell them with or without Bible verses. Yeah. Like, with, with yeah. or without Bible verses, this event actually happened these people actually existed you know that's, that's how i study the bible is like all right before i even get into this book i want to know the history behind it right and the secular so-called secular history yeah does it does it did it actually happen mm-hmm. and it does i did that with uh the book uh esther yeah i, I looked at the history behind it I looked at all right they were ruled by the persians is that true at, at this age mm-hmm. um, are these people real all came back i'm like wow that is amazing. Now let me get into the book. Now I know it's true. Right. Now I got some confidence that everything that it says mm-hmm. is going to be going to be true. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. As 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 a father, if you got a, a kid that's that's seeking questions, seeking answers mm-hmm. um, about Jesus or about anything really, be open to to answering them. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know, try to find out with them. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? I don't know, and I will give you. Yeah. Those answers. I want to help you. Yeah. And I would even say, 
reliable um, theologians are helpful too, even if you don't know where to start. Um, some books that I've read, Basic Christianity mm-hmm. by John Stott, it's probably about 120 pages long, but it's rich in theology. Mm. Um, really good, um, really good stuff. Um, even the character and person of Jesus. I recently read Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, um, and it's it'll wreck you. It's such a good book, man. It is really really good. Um, and there's among other books that um, I could list off, but just a lot. But those are the top two books that I would go to: Basic Christianity and Gentle and Lowly. So, Dane, if you're listening, I want a free book, okay? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd also throw in uh, Gary Chapman's Love Languages and whatnot, too, because yes. knowing how to love your kids mm-hmm. and the, how to communicate with that them is, is so true. way over-the-top mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's 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 awesome. And, you know, just, just be open to it. Talk to them. Um, yeah, so if, if you want your kid to be in ministry, churches, I believe the ministry that you're in is – very kind of well known to a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. Um, people can look into that. See yeah. if it's a near them if they have something like that um, near them um, to look it up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, the ministry that I'm a part of is is in every state, and it's in over a hundred different countries worldwide. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, it's one of it's a great privilege to work for a ministry like this because. Uh, what we do is very different than what most ministries do are, are about. Um, we go after the lost. We, we, we like to think of ourselves as um, the bridge between a kid not knowing Christ and the kid going to a church. And we want to bridge that gap to introduce them who Jesus is, help them grow in the faith, disciple them. And for, for a kid to actually go from not knowing Jesus to following Jesus, being discipled and then going to a church that can take either a month or four years. And it's all about the process and it's all about being consistent in their lives too. So yeah, it's in, yeah, it's a great privilege to work for this ministry and I really do enjoy what I do. Uh, I mean, ministry is hard because you deal with people, but um, there's always a sense of not feeling that not feeling complete of every job, right? Even 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 though you you go to a week long camp, kids kids give their lives to the Lord, which is great. But there's still two thousand plus kids in the high schools. They need to know who Jesus is, right, right, you right. know. And that's 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 what I keep thinking about is I want every kid to know who Jesus is. What do I got to do to yeah. to do that? Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for 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 your ministry. Yeah, awesome. appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. You want to close us out? You want to? Uh, and, yeah, and you want to pray any, us out? Any last conversations? Notes? Nope. That's it. Good. All right. Uh, you heard it here first, man. Uh, kids are important. Reach out to them. Don't ignore them. Say yes constantly. Look up stuff with them. Give them answers. Lead them. Lead them to Christ. Serve. Be the, the example. All that good stuff. Um. You know. Yeah. Do you you want to pray us out? Yeah, I will. I will do that. Kids are hard. Yeah. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to talk about what's really important, and that's you most of all. But secondly, how we as fathers can be more present in our kids' lives. Lord, we ask that you would protect each and every one of us and every father in this community and also uh, 
all around the world who may not have all the answers, who are carrying a lot of weight, who are trying to figure out how to make ends meet or how to have a simple conversation with their kids. I pray that uh, you would give us the words to say and you would give us a confidence and knowing that it is you who's answering answering those questions for us. Um, Lord, it, it even says in scripture that the spirit speaks for us even when we don't have the words, Lord. And uh, we love you and we thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for Evan. Thank you for Michael for having me on this podcast and allowing me to share about my story and also learning more about each other, Lord. It's you and I, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.